What's good, people? Welcome back to another episode of Elimi Talks with your favorite host, Abdul. Today's episode is all about first-time buyers, and I feel like I found the right person for you guys, and he will be talking about his journey and how he's managed to do it, and he's only 25 years of age. So without further ado, let's get active. Hey, Jem, how you doing? Very well, bro. How are you? I'm not too bad. Thanks for coming onto the pod today. Yeah. I'm really, really excited to chop it up. As I mentioned earlier, um, you know, you're a 25-year-old, you're on the house, you know, you're on the housing ladder already. So that's remarkable. Um, listen, before I get before I get my guests onto the show, I make sure I do my homework. So I know who you are. But yeah. for the audience out there who don't know who you are, do you mind giving them a brief yeah, introduction, so please? My name's Jamal. Um at the moment I'm a guest engineer as a career, that's what I do. Uh, I'm a very big petrol head. You know, it's in my blood. I live and <laughs> live and breathe petrol. Yeah. Um, build engines. That's my hobby. Uh, recently, I've gone onto the property market after working hard. And uh, yeah, that's me, man. That's, that's Brilliant. Uh, you said you're 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 currently you're in the your um, gas engineer. You just yeah, said. Bro, what yeah. were you doing before that? So before gas engineer, I used to work for a company called AO.com. Okay. So I was a manager. I was uh, managing 16 people. I trained about 10 out of them, 16. So I was their mentor at one point. And then the company obviously went in a different direction to where I wanted to be. So mm-hmm. I left and pursued a new career. Okay. So what would you say has influenced your um, your career choices? Because I'm assuming you, you didn't think university was for no, you. No, of course. So ever since I was young, um, I've never been good academically. Believe it or not, I've got an accounting qualification. No way. Yeah, AAT level two. Okay. So it's very basic, yeah. but I, 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 I tried it, you know, it was pushed mm-hmm. upon me by my parents to do academics, you know, because my parents were old school. So I tried it, it didn't work. And then when I hit about 17, I started getting into cars. I realized that I was really good with my hands. So then I wanted to pursue a career in that. And my dad being in the building game, um, you know, I'd done like a year with him and I was like, right, I'm really good with my hands. Yeah. What can I do? Okay. So then at the time, the easiest thing then, because I was quite lazy at first, so the easiest thing was to get into gas. So I went into gas. I got my gas qualification after six months. And then I started working at British Gas. Nice. Yeah, so nice. I was there for a year. At 18, as well. I was one of the youngest. 18? Yeah, 18 years old. I was working for British Gas. I was one of the youngest uh, recruits yeah. in the borough. Everyone was like 25 plus. I was 18, you know. Mm. So I had a good opportunity there. And then, yeah, from there, I just excelled into where I am now. But that's where my career went started. from. Just, yeah. Okay. Um, and I also know you're you're married, so congratulations as well. Yeah, uh, what's you. it like, you know, being married at such a <laughs> some will say a young age? Yeah, I mean, I'm I've been with my wife, who back then was my girlfriend, yeah. before my fiance, since I was 17, 18. So where we were together for such a while, and where we have been together, spent so much time together, going from the next step of being engaged to marriage, there was no difference to me. Like some people say, yeah, you get married young, you can't enjoy your life, but I disagree. I mean, if you find that one person that you can bond with and, you know, you've got the same aspiration and goals and, you know, you want to do the same things in life, yeah, there shouldn't be an age. Yeah. You know, just I mean, just one of them things. I mean, they say that, you know, women are expensive. Because um, in terms of, for example, like, like I said, you've obviously, you're on the, you're on the housing ladder. So mm-hmm. maybe, for example, for myself, who's trying to get to your position, I may see like me getting a woman, bringing a woman into my life might be a bit of a distraction or because, again, having to go on dates and all of that might take me away from yeah, my I saving mean, goal. How, how did you sort of handle that? Well, because clearly time, she's kind of complimented your journey. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 very fortunate in in my wife because she's very career driven. Okay, she's not a, a girl that likes fancy handbags or thousand pound trainers. You know, she's a type <laughs> of girl that wants more than that. Yeah, like she wants the bigger picture. You know, she wants houses and a, a career and a kid. You know, she wants something that 
essentially to her is much more important than material material materials. You know, she's not materialistic at all. And her being like that, luckily, I haven't had to splash out on expensive mm. stuff, you know. Mm. If you go to whether it's a cheap restaurant or whether it's a really expensive restaurant, yeah. it makes no difference. Okay. So would you say that she's kinda like she's played a big part into where you are today then? Oh yeah, hundred percent. There's no denying. I won't say that I wouldn't be here without her because we never know what would have happened. Mm. But she has always been by my side in a sense that every time I've gone for a job role, she's, you know, been there with me. Every time I've I've been promoted, she's there with me again. You know what I mean? Like, she's she's always been by my side. She's never down That's with dope. me. That's yeah. dope. As I always say, that the right woman can take you to places where, you know, you, you, you can't imagine. And you know what? It's the same if you're a woman. The right yeah. man can take you. Exactly. Places, you That's why I mean? it's very like, important to pick the, your the yeah. right life partner. Like, it's, it's all about equality, isn't it? Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you've got a woman that's expecting you to earn more and do more, it's not really going to work. Do you know what I mm. mean? Like, I've got no shame in saying that. My wife earns more money than me sometimes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, she's very career-driven. Yeah, yeah. Which you don't find a lot nowadays. Yeah. So I am fortunate in that in that respect, you know? So I take it you're both... Um, first time buyers. Yeah, in both terms first of like, she's buyers. on the mortgage. She on the mortgage as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I okay, mean, it's very hard to get a house in your own. Of course, of very course, hard. Of course. So, talk, so talk us through the whole pro through the whole process from like inception when you guys kind of sort of decided, okay, we want to we want to buy a house. Together. So and then maybe sort of how you guys started to put things into action. So how can I start? So ever since we've been together from young, we've always saved our money. Yeah. So our end goal, or, or both, not our end goal, but our main goal was to get a house by twenty five. We wanted to be on a house and property ladder by 25. That was our goal. And the only way to hit that goal was to work hard and save money. You know, we had, we, we had to make some sacrifices, you know. I, you know, I couldn't go away on the lads' holidays and I couldn't spend thousands elsewhere mm. I saved, you know. But so when we hit like 21, 22, I got engaged and then we bought a car. That was like our first big purchase together. Okay. That cost us 16 grand. And then after that, we was like, right, cars out of the way. Next, we was like, wedding. So we saved up 25 grand for our wedding within a year. Within a year? About a year and a half. Yeah, a year, year and a half. Okay. And then when I was 20, better not forget this. <laughs> She's going to watch this now. Uh, 24, I got married. Okay. I want to say. Yeah, yeah, 20, 24, 25, 24. I got married when I was 24. And then after the house got out of the way, we was like, right. We got a year, we got a little bit of savings as well. We get in the house. So then we just both worked hard. You know, we both went in, we both done overtime. And then we got to the point of having like 80 grand, 90 grand cash, bought a house. In, in what span in what span of time? It's hard to say because we we never had zero to ninety. We had zero to fifty. Took out twenty five for the wedding. We gained some money back from the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's never been that. There's not a time frame from zero to eighty. Okay, we saved. Yeah, yeah. because it's been over a few years. It's gone back and forth. You know. Yeah. I mean, you you mentioned like you guys had um. It came to mind like, listen, we want to get a house. We work really, really hard. But in you know that you know that signal you said you work really hard. Can you give us a bit more insight into that? into that journey of working hard? Maybe the long long hour shifts you guys did, or maybe you guys had to. You know, I want people to really hear what it really takes because, again, like I said, you know, actually you just mentioned buying a house, especially at such a young age, yeah, it's yeah. not an easy accomplishment. No, not, so I kind of want people to sort of know what you, what it took for you guys to actually get there. Because 80 grand, bro. It's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money. yeah. So I'll be quite transparent, yeah? When I was working with AO, my basic salary was about 42 grand a year. Um, on top of that, I was working four on four off. So I only worked half a year. 
So that's where I made most of my money. Okay. Because on my four days off, I grafted. So, so I'd you go work. And not additional side income? Additional job, mate. Okay. Yeah. So I'd be go working with my dad, for example. He'd pay me £100 cash a day. So yeah, Jesus. a day. So it's not a lot. Yeah, it's still hard to but it's money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mindset was, I got a graph to get this house. There is no way of oh, I'm going to sit on a basic wage because it won't work. So throughout the straight after the wedding, it was all about just grafting hard. So working instead of doing four on four off on my four off out of the two, I'd work minimum to make sure I'm saving. And same with my wife. My wife would do something called bank shifts because she works for the NHS. NHS. So. She was also bringing in extra income. So we, you know, we had to sacrifice a lot of things. Like we didn't go on holiday for one year because when we go on holiday, we don't really do a budget. Mm. We go out and enjoy ourselves. Of course. So if we went to go for a holiday, it would cost us four or five grand. That four or five grand, we just put aside for the house because the house was more important. Yeah. And then COVID come last year. Uh, that kind of took a big hit on us, to be honest, because I couldn't work as much. I was furloughed. I started my new job. I couldn't do much overtime because I was new, etc. So, COVID took a big hit on us last year. We couldn't save up a lot last year. Um, that's where I built my car. That's where I was furloughed. So, it was a bit of a stressful year last year. And then the second we heard that the stamp duty. Yeah, you know oh, I mean? a lot of people in, in the market. Yeah, it went crazy. Yeah. It still is going crazy. Yeah. It was till till September. Is it October? September, October 1 okay. or 2. But that's when we thought, right, now, at the time, we only had about, I say only, like it's not a lot of money, but we had about 50K. Yeah, it wasn't enough. It was enough to buy the house and do nothing. Buy the house and the. We was like, right, we've come to like July. Now I've gone back to work. My missus hasn't stopped working. This but, is July last year, yeah. Yeah, okay. July last year. And then we was like, right, we need to make 20, 30 k more. We need to do it, and now's the time because stamp duty come. Was like, right, we need to graft hard now. We've now got. The, it was like a sign, you know, to say, look, mm, this is the window. Now we gotta do it, yeah. yeah. So again, I was 25 now. My birthday was in May. My missus is 25 as well. It was like, right, we're going to graft. So we just worked hard from like August. Um, both work ridiculously. So what were you guys living when, because you guys got married. Yeah. So where were you living? So we're in a fortunate position to be living in my in-laws. Okay. Um, which allowed us to save a lot as well. Okay. Okay. Very fortunate. Um, again, that also plays a big part. You know, being quite transparent. We didn't have to pay no rent or nothing because... There wasn't much outgoings of the household mm. income. So household. So the income was quite a lot. Not much outgoings we could save, you know. Again, which not a lot of people have this opportunity, unfortunately. We was quite fortunate again. So everything plays a part, you know. Yeah. If we had to pay rent or we had to pay like like the thousands do, you know, if you've got to pay rent and save, it's very difficult. Very, very difficult. And I, I kind of want to touch on the mindset because you, like you said, you guys didn't really have much outgoings. So you're seeing this amount of money you guys are keep getting to keep every single month. How 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 do you um how did you manage to cultivate the discipline not to sort of say, okay, we have so much like save much, save this one, let's let's maybe go on a cheeky yeah. holiday yeah, or let's yeah. buy this this expensive thing. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so yeah. Where, where did this discipline really so, come from? Where did it stem from? Because I know for myself, bro, I might be tempted to be like, you know what, I've got an extra cheeky grand, you know, let me treat myself. No, there has been a lot of occasions where we've gone down to Westfield and I've liked the watch, for example. And I'm yeah. looking at it and I'm like, do I spend the money? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not a materialistic guy, as you can tell. I don't really dress to inspire. I just dress to do me, yeah? Mm. And it's like, the, the discipline comes from way back. It's not just from last year or the year before. I've always been disciplined, you know, waking up early, do my, I'm a very like disciplined person and yeah. I always have been down to my parents, down to my work. I've always for the past seven, eight years of working had to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to go work. Not a lot of people do this. <sighs> yeah. But 
believe it or not, this disciplines you to like a complete different person. So that's where the core of discipline comes, you know, like working hard, grafting, waking up early. And then, yes, there has been temptations last year where we're like, wow, man, we've got 50K. What car can I buy? You know what I mean? What car, what watch, what Rolex, You know what holidays. I mean? Like what trainers, holidays. Yeah. But at the end of the day, bro, you got to look at the bigger picture, yeah? You might go out and buy yourself a two grand watch. Cool. That two grand is a month's month saving. Mm. So you're now delaying yourself another month to get a house. Why? For for uh, material, you know what I mean? The way I see it is, is once you're on this property ladder, depending on how you want to go in life, you can just build and and excel, you know? Absolutely. Why sacrifice it for a watch? Absolutely. Not just a watch, but anything. A holiday. Or, okay, a holiday gives you good memories, I agree. But when you've got a period, like a short period of time where there's no stamp duty, you know, you know this is your opportunity to save six, seven grand buying a house. You do it. You go for it. So you discipline yourself. You know, you're like, you, you, you set a goal and you, and you hit that goal. And so far, everything I've done in my life, I've, I've set a goal and I've hit it. That's, that's, that's a great mindset. So what, what kind of advice would you give the audience who are listening out there in terms of goal setting? <sighs> you just what's the, be, what's the best approach? You got to be disciplined, bro. You know what I mean? You got to really balance your money. You got to be smart with your money. You got to look, a lot of people be like, yeah, but I don't earn as much as you. It's not about earning. Yeah. It's about how you manage your money. I always say it's not even how much how much, how much you're making, but how much you're keeping. Exactly that. Yeah. Out of, again, I'll be quite transparent, yeah? My normal salary wasn't a lot. I say it's not a lot because I still don't think it is. It's about two and a half grand a month. At that two and a half grand a month, I was saving 2,100, 2,000. That's about what? 80, 90%. Bro, but I had no That's outcomes. a lot to I, save. I didn't have to pay to take rent, home. Right? Oh, to take home? Yeah, like... I mean, look, to you, it might sound a lot, but to, the, to, to me... It's not enough because I I don't want to be stuck on a certain wage. I want to be grafting. Well, you're keeping almost eighty percent of your pay. Was not enough. Oh, perfect. was now you got expenses. Got yeah, mortgage. Bill, yeah, and no, of course, but of course. This was when I was living at with my in-laws. Yeah, I had the opportunity. Now I had friends who also have the same similar sort of opportunity as me, but they wouldn't be saving their money. They would mm. be going out and splashing, mm. and I could have done that too, mm. but I didn't. That's where I'm like, right, this is I got to look at the bigger picture here, and. To be honest, look, you can be on £1,500 a month. Too. It's all about money management. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You don't got to be earning millions to own a house. Of course. You got to be on an average wage, of course. But you got you to have good management of your money. Mm. Okay, and I've splashed out thousands over the years on cars, but I've still hit all my goals. Mm, that's the that's the most important thing. Um, and I was going to ask you, in terms of, um, have you got like a sort of saving rule or saving practices you kind of you kind of adhere to yourself for example i tend to adopt the 40 percent rule where i try to at least save minimum 40 percent of whatever i get whether i'm taking them every single month what is your sort of method or technique that's kind of proven to work for you and your wife so for the past couple of years it's just been whatever we get paid yeah we'll take out what we need for the month and maybe a little bit of spending money so if i was earning two and a half grand i'd take out two grand Put that in savings. That five hundred will be my money. I'll spend it. Whatever. And what if you run out of five hundred for, for your but your spending budget? Which I have done. I you have get tempted to, ta- to try and tap into. I have. I have. Okay. Done. You know, I'm not going to say I'm a I'm a saint. <laughs> I've spent maybe over twenty grand on cars. Yeah. Lost. You know, I've lost yeah. over twenty grand. But it's just one of them things. Like in that scenario, I could have been more disciplined. Since the age of eighteen to now, I've owned over ten cars. Wow. Yeah. I'm and on my second car, bro. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> I could have also been more disciplined. Yeah. But that's what keeps me sane, you know? That's my yeah. hobby. So I probably could have got a house at 23. Yeah. But I mean, you remind me of my friend, um, Yash. 
because he's also he's also a car head as well. Um, like, how do you so how do you kind of balance where you balance your your thrills and your your interests because you have a big interest in car. Mm. Like I said, you remind me of Yashi. He's also a big car head and also still trying to stay focused on the goal. Was, because you just said you lost 20 Gs on, on cars. Yeah, yeah, bro. yeah. But yeah, you still managed to buy a house. How? Well, good wage, innit? I suppose. I mean, the, the blunt, honest truth is good money. Mm. But that good money hasn't just stemmed from the earth I've been inherited. That's been working hard. Hard work, you know? grafting. That's been working four on four off and my four off grafting. Yeah. That's been working four days a week and grafting on my days off. Like, it's not come from nothing. So, it has been hard. Obviously, because I am a big petrol head to be disciplined, and petrol head is is um is not cheap, mm. as you know, as I yeah. know. Um, but you just again, my wife was a big part in it as well. You know, when I spent money on cars, she telling you off, go at me like, like "Come on, babe, what you doing?" Yeah, yeah, of course. I think I think we all need that, especially as us men. Look, to be honest, I don't know where I'd be. I don't think I'd be a house owner twenty five if it weren't for my wife. You know, because all them years I've been spending money on cars, I always at the back of my mind I think. Oh, what's she going to say now? Mm. And it kind of makes me think twice, like, you know what? Before you make certain yeah, decisions like, and purchases. Because my wife only wants good intentions for me. That's it. My wife don't think of, oh, that money's going to go in her pocket because it won't. We have like a joint account. So the money will just go back into like the house account. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not that she's thinking, oh, the money's going to go back to me because it ain't. The money's going to go back into the pot for the house or for our future. So she's never done it in... Her- ill intentions mm. it's always been for a better future the greater good and to be honest that's also what's got me to where I am today you know that's having amazing. a, a, a missus shout out to your wife man yeah, there are good women out there yeah, Carla's good <laughs> uh, so I want to change gears now bro so in terms of talk us through the um the buying process now so where, oh, where so did you what areas process. what 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 areas were you guys looking at initially so and sort of a... how was it when you guys put the offer in because that yeah, yeah yeah so funny story so we was looking for a house for a while. Um, I say a while, I say about three months, four months roughly. And we come across a few houses we like, you know, put in offers, got rejected. Um, some got accepted and then after we retracted those because we didn't like it. But the whole process was about four or five months to get the house. It was a, a long, stressful process, to be honest. Because at the time it was a very busy period. So, you know, with all this stamp duty stuff going yeah. on, you know, your average house would go from five to six weeks, maybe even 10, to doubling that in time. Yeah. Just because of how busy all the solicitors were. Um, so our budget was about 400k, um, there or thereabouts. We eventually did find a house at 380. Okay. So 20 grand under. Uh, once we put our offer in, it got accepted. The, the house needs a lot of work. So you bought like a rundown property? Yeah, it was very rundown. It wasn't were you able to get a mortgage on it? Okay. Yeah, the reason you could get a mortgage on it is because it was a live. It, to the normal person, it wasn't livable, but to the yeah. bank, it's livable. It had a working kitchen, central heating, and a toilet. Yeah, that's, that's all that's, that's needed. Yeah. And it wasn't flood damaged either. So that's a livable condition. So yeah, it could have been livable, but we just went. I just want to touch on you mentioned a great point because, again, I feel like the kind of information, especially first time buyers, get out there is that you, get, you, need, you need a 10% deposit. You don't need a 10%, it could be five as well. Yeah, but in, in your case, you said the house was your but 380. 3.80. So 10% of that would have been 38. Yeah, deposit. But you guys think 80,000. Yeah. So talk us through that sort of why did you guys sort of sort of save a lot more than what because in theory you would have we needed? We had two options. Either one at the time when we had around 50 grand, it was get a house, do it up, be left with no money. Which we didn't want to do. 
Because mm. house phones sure ain't cheap. And I want a nice TV. <laughs> yeah. So I know it wouldn't have been a cheap, uh, it wouldn't have been a cheap to, to, to move in and buy all the furniture. So if we saved more money, we could do it up to how we like. We could have the nice TV and the sofas and still have money left over. But when this opportunity came along to get this house, it was like, right, we need to do a full refurb. And that's when we kind of kicked into gear and was like, right, we'll get this house. We've got spare money. We'll do it up. And then we'll be sitting on a, on a nice margin mm, of profit, mm, you know? Mm. Is it a free bed? Yeah. So okay. a free bed, it will be a four bed by the time we're done with it. Okay. And would you be looking to remortgage it once you've yeah. fully done the works? Yeah, yeah. That's the way, in, okay. that's the way forward, man. So, you know, once I remortgage it, I'll get another property. So I'm hoping to get another one next year. Yeah. For a first time, buyer, you seem to know quite a lot about property. Because again, a lot of first time buyers don't really know much about it. So they yeah, tend yeah. to sort of um, lean towards the expertise of an estate agent or maybe yeah, yeah. people in their networks. How, how have you gained so much knowledge? How do you know so much? Just for a first reading, time up, reading up, doing my research, you know. Uh, I'm quite what kind of materials helped you? Maybe that might help someone listening out there in terms of... I'll just go on Google, yeah. you know, and just as dumb as it sounds, just type in how to buy a house, you know. That's what <laughs> I did, Yeah. you know, and how to buy houses, you know, several. How to become a landlord, you know, just the sort of stuff I searched because... I want, that's what I want, you know? So I search it and and set a goal, and, you know? And also I was fortunate enough to speak to millionaires. You know, my dad's got friends who are very, very wealthy, who have hundreds of properties. I was able to speak to people firsthand, you know? Mm. Um, only today, I went and picked up new wheels for my car and I met a guy who owns six, seven properties. So Damn, the world is a small like place, that. man. Yeah, so just yeah. like that, you know, I'm speaking to someone else and I'm asking them questions I don't know the answer to. And, that's how you learn, you know, by speaking, doing research and reading. So have an inquisitive mind. You yeah, 100%. you got to be open-minded. Okay. And for those who are looking to maybe um, follow the similar, similar path to you in terms of buying like a rundown property and doing up, how are you sort of... How are you sort of getting inspiration for your refurb? Like in terms of maybe getting builders, where you find the so, materials, again, stuff, things of that nature. I'm very fortunate because my dad's been a builder for about 30 years. Okay. So he has his own building company. Um, so he's doing great. And I don't have to pay no labor. Straight up on the block. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Nice. You're a lucky you man. Truth. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and say everything is me because it's not. I've had a lot of support in terms of like my wife, you know, mm. my dad's helping me build the house, you know. Uh, it's hard. It's, I mean, I can't sit here and claim everything that it's all me because it's not. It's also your surroundings as yeah. well. But if I was to, the refurb I'm doing to my house, it's costing me about 80 grand. Cash. 80 grand on refurb below. Yeah, which we straight up, we know we're going to run out of money already. Because of Damn. Brexit and COVID, the prices have gone of materials. We would, you know, 40, 50 grand would have been more than enough. It's nearly doubled. Would you say maybe because of the, sp the speckle quality you guys are going for as well? I'm assuming you guys are going for Not like at the all. top. The quality top. is the same. So oh, we wow. priced up this house refurb in August last year. Okay. Roughly. Everything's doubled. Material prices have gone out of this roof. So it's nothing that I could have controlled. Now imagine if you had labor costs on top of that as well. It would have been impossible. I wouldn't have taken on that project. Damn. Because I wanted, the project I'm doing would have cost the average person a quarter of a million pounds. 250 grand all day long. For a standard free bed house. But it's not just a standard. You know, I'm doing a side extension. I'm okay. doing a rear extension. I'm doing okay. a loft extension. Really I'm trying going, to boost up and maximize the value. 100%. 100%. And where I've been fortunate to have a dad that can help me do that, I'm now capitalizing on the opportunity. Um, as the as the saying goes, is it, is it success is uh, when luck? Um, sorry, when when preparation meets opportunity. You take. I, I think it, that's yeah. the definition. Yeah, that's a lot. And I feel like in your life, you've been very very fortunate. Yeah, and I yeah. like the fact that you're very transparent and you don't sort of hide the fact that 
Although yes, I am hardworking. You know, luck has played some yeah, some yeah, part course, to it because some course. people like to give this impression that you know I'm just this perfect yeah, individual. Yeah, I mean, look, there's so many guys out there that will, will, will claim the fame and then not say the, the, the that you know mm. the people that have helped them. Yeah, like you know, I know people who are very successful from help, but they won't ever admit it. You know, what mm. I mean? I'm I'm not one to shy away and say I've done everything myself because I haven't. You know, when my house is built, you know, I'll be thanking my father-in-law, my dad, you know, the guys who have helped me build yeah, the house. Of course. Not to say that I ain't helped, but without them, I couldn't have done it. Absolutely. Straight up. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So, Jem, I want you to sort of talk talk us through any, maybe any, were there any challenging times you faced on from the, from your journey in terms of maybe saving up for that deposit or maybe since you've bought the house, maybe anything you sort of realised, hold on, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know this or I didn't know this going in. Like, you've just sort of <sighs> learned along the way. To be honest, um... I knew a lot about it beforehand. So I was prepared for cost. The only thing I really wasn't prepared for was the cost of material prices going up. I mm. wasn't prepared to be at the point now where I might have to get a loan out to finish off my house. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't prepared for this. Um, it's been very stressful the past few months because all I'm thinking is, right, my money's running low. Like, where am I going to get more? No matter how much I work, right now, like, I'll give you an example. You know, last week I spent 10 grand just like this, gone on windows and a door. You know what I mean? Like, just like that, my money was gone. Yeah. So next week, I got to pay a six grand material bill. Yeah. Money is just flying out. And these are the things people don't hear. Like, people just think, yeah, yeah buy a house, do it up, remortgage. Yeah, easy, I'm, I'm sitting in equity. Look, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be telling you the truth. Yeah, I'm probably going to need a 30 grand loan to finish off my house. Mm. And there's no shame in saying so. Absolutely. Because no one would have expected material prices to go up. Absolutely. At the end of the day, even if I need to get a loan, I'll get a loan. I'm always going to be winning in profit because my house will be worth a lot more once it's done. And then I can remortgage and go on and so forth, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no shame in saying that I'm going to have to get a loan and get a house because I will, you know, I'll have to finish off the house. Of course, of course. So what would you say is the bigger picture for Gemini in terms of, because you said you're looking to, um, you know, buy more properties. Yeah, I mean, have you got like a, maybe like a so set goal of properties in mind? Like i yeah. So... My goal at 21, 22 was to own a nice car. Now, I might not... I own a Nissan Qashqai. At the time, I paid 16 grand for it cash. No finance. That was a goal. Whether people want to persuade it as a, as a nice car or not is up to them. But to me and my missus, we like the car. The next goal was to buy a... Pay for the wedding. We saved up more money, paid for the wedding. Yeah, We mm. wanted to do that by 24. At 25, we wanted a house. We hit our target. My new goal, and I'm going to work so hard towards it, is by the time I'm 30, I want three houses, maybe four. I'm going to try and get a house every other year or every year. I want that. I'm glad you said that because this video will serve as a reference point for you so that maybe you hit that, you look back into I it mean, like, I actually said this when I was 25. I mean, I'm, at the moment, the way everything's planning out, I will do it. Mm. I mean, everything. I have no doubt you will. I'm ticking all my boxes, yeah? Like, I've made like a little checklist. And yeah. I'm like, right, I've done this. Next, I've got to achieve this. Mm. Next is this. So I am doing it slowly but surely. But... End goal is when I'm like 35. Again, I want to hit this goal. I want 10 properties minimum. And then I'll have so much residual income, I don't have to work no more. That's the plan, man. I'll be time and money rich, combined. You know? yeah, I'll exactly. have as much mortgage, but I'll be asset rich. I'll be comfortable. And then I can live how I truly want to live, you know? Mm. I ain't got to worry about my mortgage. Then I can go out and buy three cars a month. Or the things, or the things you wanted. Where you, you know were, what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. that's the goal. So, Jem, you mentioned that your your sort of long-term goals is to, you know, amass as many properties as possible, mm -hmm. um, which actually leads me to ask you, 
how? Like, what is the exact blueprint? Because the audience might be hearing this out here. Like, obviously, I know you, so I I believe you you, you definitely mm. hit that. But for someone who's listening, you, you're probably thinking, yeah, that's all sounds well and good. Like, how are you actually going to do it? Yeah. Give us a bit of insight. So, like I was saying earlier, having a house allows you to be able to excel, yeah? So, for example, I bought this house, uh, again, I'll be transparent, 380 grand. Uh, by the time I'm finished with it, it will owe me about 480, give or take. So, 100 grand. However, my house property will be in my house property. My house value will be worth about 700 grand. So what will happen is by the time I've done my house, I've already paid off a year's mortgage, which will then, so my house will then owe me 330K-ish. Remember, the 100 grand I've put on the house doesn't go on the mortgage. That's just mm. materials. So what happens now is between 330 grand and 700 grand, I've got an equity difference or a difference of 320 grand, yeah? Uh, 370K, sorry. So when you have an equity so big, either one, you can sell the property, take that cash, put it in your pocket, and yeah. do whatever you want. Remember, mm. you'll get taxed on it. Or you can remortgage the house, and you can borrow up to 30%. Yeah. From what I've researched, you can borrow 30% of the equity difference. So when you've got equity difference of 370K, 30% is like 120K, roughly, give or take. So what happened is the bank will be like, right, Jim, here you go. Here's 120 grand. Put it in your pocket. We're putting it back in the mortgage. Mm. So now I've got 120 grand cash in my account. It's a lot of money, man. It's a big... What do you do? In my eyes, you know, I know guys will go out and buy Lambos and buy... (laughs) I won't do that. Yeah. What I will do is then I'll go out and buy a property again or another property or two properties or whatever. Again, your disciplined mindset. Yeah, because my goal is to have five at 30, 10 at 35. That's my goal. And the only way to get there is to do it this way. Because I'm no person to be earning hundreds of grand a year. Me and my missus combined even to go out and save house and buy, uh, save money and buy a house. The only way for the average person is to do stuff like this. Remortgage your house, yeah. get some money on top, get a lump sum, get another house. So then what happens is, let's say next year, hopefully late next year, I'm having to plan to get another house. Uh, once I get that house with the 120 grand, I've got to put down 20% deposit. So a buy-to-let mortgage. With a buy-to-let mortgage, you only pay the interest on your new house. You don't pay off the capital. So what happens is, if I buy a property for, say, uh, uh, so flat, so I'm very good for this. So I buy a flat for 300 grand in London because appreciation in London is amazing. So I'll buy a house, uh, a flat for 300 grand. So I have to put down 60K. Once I put down that 60K, the mortgage on that house will roughly be about 250 pound a month, interest only. So then I'll rent that property out for 1,500. I've then got an income of 1,250 pounds per month. You've you've narrowed it down to the letter That's T. That's one house. Wow. One property. So if I have five of them properties, bearing in mind, once I get this property next year, in two years' time, I will then remortgage again off the house I own now, borrow maybe 20%. And then the house I own or the flat I own will also go up in value. Yeah. Or another 10 grand there. What happens? I have another lump sum again. Yeah. Do it again. So then what happens? You have three properties now. So then you have two flats. So I'm going to go for flats. So then I've got residual income of two and a half grand a month with two properties. With three properties, I'll have six and a half grand a month residual income plus my wage. Jesus. That's nearly 10 grand a month at 30. Mm. Okay. I will be mortgaged up to the high heavens. I will owe the bank (laughs) over a mil and a half. Really leveraged up. Fine. You know, if I owe the bank 2 million, so be it. But I'll have enough of an income to not worry about uh, uh, owing the bank 2 mil. 
Because I can live my best life. I'll have 10 grand a month. I'll do whatever the hell I want. Let to me do. throw let me throw a little curveball to, to that point. You know how no one knew pan, like uh, there was gonna be a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Remember what happened last year where people were losing their jobs and they couldn't afford rent. Yeah. And you're let's say in, in your scenario where you're over leveraged, like you're leveraged up and obviously you have mortgages to pay every mm-hmm. month. I mean, have you thought about... Because for everything you told me so far, it seems all calculated. Have yeah. you thought of like a contingency for... So if, for example, Something like that was to happen. If, for example, I own five properties, yeah? The, the monthly mortgage interest rate will be about 200, 250. Say 250. On five properties, that's 1,100 pounds. Now, it's very unlikely that I, won't, I will have five properties at rent that won't be renting at the same time. Mm. Let's say, simultaneously, that none of them had tenants in it. I now owe... an additional £1,100 a month yeah. to pay off my interest. It's not that deep. I can earn that money. I can work again hard and earn that extra grand because a grand ain't a lot to earn. Yeah. In my opinion, it's easy money to earn. Yeah. You know, you got a graft on a Sunday, you earn 100 150 Do that four Sundays in a row, you're nearly at £1,000. Yeah. So that to me is not a worry because okay. I will still be earning. My wife will still be earning. So worrying about five properties and no one paying... I'm not worried. You can also do something called guaranteed rent. So you rent your house to the council or the council gives Social you Social housing, yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Okay. So the, no matter if there's no tenants in it, the council are still, still paying, paying you. You'll yeah. take a, a lower payment, obviously, because it's guaranteed. But there's also that option. So in terms of that, I'm not worried at all. Uh, because by the time I hit 35, I'll have my 10 properties. I'll be earning 10, 12 grand a month. That's my aim. Yes, I'll owe the bank maybe three, four million pounds in mortgages but who cares because then when I hit 40 or 45 and I'm like right I can sell off this house sell them all off even if I make near to no profit on them due to appreciation which is highly unlikely because all properties appreciate in London Mm. so be it I would have at least said I've earned 10 grand a month for the past 10 years and then once I sell off them houses I've still got my one house left if I really want pay off that house and be mortgage for it 45 and lived an amazing life earning so much good so much money you know that's the plan. And I feel like the biggest problem that we, um, we sort of we face as a generation now is instant gratification. Yeah. So you've kind of sort of learned that you've, you've adopted or appreciated the, of delayed gratification. Um, because again, like you just said, I might want the nice watch and nice things now, but I'm happy to maybe put it off for a bit. Yeah. Exactly. And these are the sacrifices I say, you know, like at the age of 22, 23, I could have gone out and got a nice finance car, you know, like a lot of my friends did. You know, you can go out and buy a, a car worth 40 grand and pay for it monthly, but it's not going to get you nowhere. You know what I mean? I, I've always been into buying a cheap car and doing it up myself, but that's just me, you know? Mm. But I could have gone out and bought an expensive car. I could have gone out and bought anything I wanted to expensive, but my bigger picture is I can have all these things now, yeah? But if I don't excel in life and I'm stuck, I've still got properties. So when I'm 30, I'll have a few properties. Like, I don't have to worry about, oh, if I lose my job, what happens? Yep. And that's what that's that's where I, that's the position I want to be at. Of course. And of course. no one gets to this position until like you're 50. Yeah. Until you're mortgage. I don't want to be there. I want to be at that position at 30. I want to be at that position where I'm like, you know what? If I get sacked, I can afford to have a month off, no stress, mm. and find another job. Mm. Whereas a lot of people nowadays, not a hope in hell they can do that, you know? Mm. Just because of how unfortunate, or not unfortunate, but how they maybe they've not managed themselves. You yeah. Know? Yeah, so, um, Jem, I also want you to sort of touch on or to let the audience know the, the importance of um, sort of investing in property or having a property in your life. Why is it such a, a, a big accomplishment to have? I mean, look, at the end of the day, 
We all want to excel in life, yeah? For the average person, they'll buy one house, then they'll pay that house off all the time till they're like 50, and then by the time they get there, they're yeah. like, they're too old nearly to enjoy yeah. their life. Now, once you've got a house, if you're fortunate enough or if you can afford to do an extension here and increase the value of that house, you can then sell, make profit, or you can buy further houses and get residual income. Having a house is like almost like an investment yeah. as well as a home, you know? You can capitalize on a house. You can borrow money on a house. You know, a house is like a common ground, if you like, for money. You, you, once you've got a property, you can't really go wrong mm. unless you can't afford to keep up the payments, obviously. Yeah. But once you've got that, it's like a like a base, you know, like a like a like a, a, a capital, if you like. It's 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 a reassurance. So uh, to me, it's very important to at least have a house. Great, I like that. Um, you've dropped you're dropping a lot of gems, man. Jesus. <laughs> um, so what, what, kind of wanted to sort of bring it to a close, just sort of. In terms of advice um, to sort of the listeners out there, what what kind of sort of key takeaways would you like? If if you were, okay, if you were young gem again, what were the things you wish you kind of knew back then that you do not know now? For someone who's listening, who may have the same mindset as you already, <sighs> what highly advise no finance on cars. Me personally, at the age of eighteen, nineteen, I couldn't have dreamed of anything worse because all that happens is you're drawn into a debt. Straight away at such a young age. So are you saying they should buy it cash or just stay away from it completely? Oh no, just get a nice little run around. Exactly. If you want the properties, if you yeah. want the sort of life where you can sacrifice, you know, at the end of the day, bro, if you get a car on finance, that's over a span of two years, you're talking at 10 grand. Mm. 10 grand's a lot of money. Mm. And then what happens? You give that car back. Or you're then now having to buy that car for a balloon payment that the car's not worth. You're always losing the money. You're always like, at least if you've got a car that you've bought out, right, and you sell it, you get a bit of money back. Finance, you don't, unless you decide to buy it, sell it, or whatever, you don't win. You, you're never winning, you know? So, you know, to anyone out there who's young and that wants it, just you've got to make sacrifices. Unless you're fortunate after to own, earn 100 grand a year, and then it's a different story. But for the average person, earning 20, 30, 30, 40 grand, you have to sacrifice, especially in London. Nothing's cheap in London. <laughs> you know, nothing's <laughs> cheap. So you just got to sacrifice and have a strong head on. Like, you got to be disciplined. Cool. Um, and then lastly, in terms of, as I always ask all my guests, again, free advices, it can be in related to maybe house buying or just general life or careers. Just, yeah, just free things that you, free takeaway things in, in your short 25 years of living so far. <sighs> be disciplined. Yep. Definitely. Wake up early. I always say to people, get up early, even to my friend Yash, you know. I'm always <laughs> ringing him and I'm like, yeah. Yash, you awake? Seven o'clock. Yeah. Like, no, I'm like, get up. Let's do something. Yeah. Like, you're most productive during the morning. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what is a, a, a saying I love that I saw, while others are eating breakfast, I'm eating lunch. Mm. I'm already one step ahead. I'm already done what I, what you guys are doing, what a normal person. I'm up and early. Two, Sometimes you have to make sacrifices. I didn't go on very expensive holidays because I wanted to save, you know. You got to look at the bigger picture. And lastly, what I would say, always inspire, like, always try and work hard. Don't ever think investing in like, for example, not saying it's the wrong thing to do, but if you invest in crypto or trading, like don't bank on that to be your earner. Still mm. work hard, still graft, still go out there and be like, yeah, I'm going to, do as much as I can today to earn money or to to excel in my career, you know? Amazing. So, yeah. Amazing. Goddamn. Jim, 
<laughs> Top man. Thanks a lot. Um, guys, listen, the information you get here, this, these are things they don't teach you in school. This, this is information that you don't get anywhere else. And this is what the podcast is all about. So guys, continue to stay tuned in. I hope you've taken a lot of um, information from Jem. And definitely, definitely stay tuned for future episodes. And on that note, peace out.